Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show. Back with you across the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. Welcome back, and thank you so long, uh, so much for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation right here on uh, uh, this great station, Red State, Red State Talk Radio throughout the fruited plains. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up about above Times Square, and there you will see the C.L. Bryant Show popping up on the Talk Monsters big board above Ripley's. Believe it or not, there in Times Square, uh, you will see it. And every hour on the hour, uh, C.L.'s looking at you there in Times Square, the C.L. Bryant Show pops up 24-7. Now, I want you to remember this name. Ella French, Ella French was her name, and uh, she was a new mother just returning from maternity leave. She was a lovely woman. She was a, a cop. She was. Until some thug in Chicago killed her just the other day. And, and, and this meerkat looking person uh, by the name of, um, <laughs> yeah, Mayor uh, Lightfoot. Yeah, she kind of favors a meerkat, don't you think? She does. <laughs> but anyway. Oh my! It, that brings a little, a little bit of levity to something that is going to be very deep here today, uh, and that is losing America. We're losing America, and we're losing it because we're losing the respect for authority. And we're losing it because we're losing respect for authority indiscriminately. When you lose respect for Lori Lightfoot, you're not really losing respect for authority because she is the major cause of breakdown in authority where the death of Ella French, police officer, Chicago, is concerned. She is the reason why the uh, father of Officer French's partner, 
who is fighting for his life shot through the eye. She is the reason. Lori Lightfoot, meerkat. What she looks like. She's the reason. More than likely, more than not, she's the reason why one police officer, Ella French, you say it, Ella French, because I believe that this Ella French killing will be the straw that breaks the Democrats back on this defunding police and the attack that they have had against the police. And they're going to make people like this idiot whose name I will not call. Who's gotten all the, 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 the black congressman who's gotten all the press this weekend for her stupid remarks about defunding the police. And how she needs, uh, if she needs to spend $200,000 more on security or $10 more on security. That one, that one who has been getting all of the press this week. Uh, she and Lori Lightfoot, this killing, this death of Ella French, say her name. I truly believe will be the straw that breaks the back of that Democrat camel that they that that it is marching up and down the streets of America talking about defund the police and uh, the police are bad. I think it finally begins to break the back even of of the idiots who back Black Lives Matter and Antifa. We will find from this point on that America does not want anarchy in the streets. And we certainly don't want young mothers who are doing their job, regardless of what their profession is, shot down on their jobs. Oh, no, 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 no. This, 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 this has just gone Absolutely too doggone far. And it has to stop now. I'm going out to the wild, wild west uh, this coming weekend to Arizona. And you at Smooth better believe I will be rabble rousing that crowd. Oh, that crowd's going to get a, a, a real heaping helping of getting fired up about what we should be about here in this country right now. And they're going to get a real heaping helping of why we must leave the foolishness behind. Oh, they're going to get a real heaping helping of that. Got to have it. And so, so here we go. Friends, Today, uh, our, 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 our topic, uh, of course, I tweeted out just a little bit ago. If you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me at Rev, R-E-V, at Rev C.L. Bryant, at Rev C.L. Bryant. I tweeted out, uh, uh, Americans, my origin is here in America. That, that's, where I ori- that's where I originated. See, Cleon Bryant, that, that's where I originated, here now, that, that wasn't the case for my grandparents or great-grandparents. Uh, they originated elsewhere, One, uh, half of them in Nigeria, half of them Scots-Irish, the other half Scots-Irish. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brian's actually my name. Yeah, my father was half. He was the other. Anyway, we'll talk about it another time. 
Louisiana. It should give you a good idea. But uh, my origin, and the grandpa's origin may have been, great-great-great-great-grandpa, their origin may have been Nigeria. But they, they, they wound up here and started having kids here whose origin was here too. Yeah, yeah, my grandparents, the great-grandparents, their origin was here. Now, now my great-great-grandparents, uh, their origins may have been somewhere else. So like yours, just like yours, but our origin is here. This is where we originate. This is our homeland. Why? Because our grandparents brought us here, great-grandparents brought us here and made this our homeland through procreation, whatever, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's how you got here. Okay. And uh, this, 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 this uh, defunding, protecting my homeland is not even a conversation. And, and how in the world did any of us ever get off on that conversation seriously? It had to be seriously con- uh, talked about because places like Los Angeles, Chicago, they're, de- they're doing it. And you see what happens. They're doing it and you see what happens. And, and, and the idiot who's been getting all the praise. I'm talking about that black congressman whose name, uh, we'll call her what's her name. Who's been getting all of the press this weekend talking about uh, she could she if she spent two hundred thousand more on her personal security or ten dollars more on her personal security uh, you get just got to suck that up and go on in the in, in while in the meantime she's saying to you and every thug out there that it's okay to go and kill you. Uh, and hey, maybe your fiance, maybe your your girlfriend, you, 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 maybe your wife who's just given birth to your child, huh? It's okay if she happens to be a cop. It's okay to kill her, but she needs to. If she wants to spend two hundred grand more on security, then that's what she's going to do. And Lottie Dottie to you, what? And you, you, you're going to take that? Huh? You, you, are you going to take that? Now, coming up is, uh, in, in the bottom of the hour, is a guest that I'm going to have on. I want you to listen cl- closely to him. He is born in, in, in uh, Rwanda. Huh? He was born in Rwanda. He's seen tougher times than anyone I would imagine born in this country could see. Unless, you know, you just got yourself totally out there and uh, washed out. I mean, I get, the streets is the streets is the streets. Filth and dirt and poverty smells the same. It tastes the same. It looks the same. Everywhere I've gone, I've gone on missionary trips in some pretty dank places. And poverty smells the same. I don't care if you're in... Uh, you know, Chicago, Illinois, or if you're in Rwanda, it smells the same. Uh, The distress of it may not be the same, but it smells the same. It looks the same. The dress of the poverty may be different, but it looks the same. 
And the effect on the human mind is the same. And this, I'm telling you, my friends, is exactly where the uh, uh, Marxist Democrats, the socialist Democrats, those who are leading you to Leninism, communism, they would want you to be in that dank place. Ask Chicago. Chicago in, 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 in South Side and West Side Chicago, I talk to people I know there. Hey, I'm not going up there. Uh-uh. Oh, no. no. Of course, you, of course you, can, you, can, you can catch a bullet anywhere. In America today, without law and order, you can catch a bullet anywhere. But you can surely catch. You, you, you are more than likely to catch one in South Side Chicago or West Chicago. Ask the 73 people if you can ask them, because I think 11 of them are dead, including Ella French. Ask the 73 people that were shot in Chicago this weekend. Now, I I talked to uh, a couple of uh, men, white and black, last week. But I'm going to tell you something. I truly believe this. I believe that if this is going to be anything that is solved immediately, oh, it'll eventually be solved once we get the right president back in or once uh, this happens, what I'm about to say, once this happens, it'll be solved. You get the right uh, people back in Congress and in in, in the presidency or you you get, because Lori Lightfoot, she's finished. But this is what happens has to happen. I, I talked to a few men about this uh, last week. This is a black-on-black black crime problem, right? Yeah, it is. And it's a black-on-everybody-else crime problem, too, right? And, and don't come to me talking about, well, you know, white people can be... Yeah, they do. But we're not talking about their crime now. We're talking about the outrageous stuff that's going on in Chicago among black-on-black black people. And so that makes it a black man's problem. It's a black man's problem to solve. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a black man's problem to solve. You know why? Because it's your sons pulling the trigger on us. Your sons and daughters, they're 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 black girls involved in this, too. Let's not pull any punches here. That's the problem. You understand what the problem is. The problem has been we have allowed this to come about in the name of some twisted idea that you have to be kinder and gentler to people who are bound to make crime. I'm not talking about that black people are bound to make crime or criminal, be criminals. I'm not talking about that. Very few compared to the... uh, Percentage of black people in this country, very, very few people out of that 12.8%, very few of them commit any crimes. Very few of them are criminals. But the ones that are, are gangbuster losing their minds. And it's time for the rest of us to speak up. I'm talking about the rest of Americans, particularly the rest of us black Americans who want no part of that mess, who are no part of that mess. 
It is up to us to say, you black pastors, black brothers, sisters, uncles and aunts, it is time now for you to start calling this out. Oh, I know you're scared. I know you're scared of retaliation, but hey, you need we need to know who is going to retaliate against you and let's do first strike. Huh? Let's find out who it would be who would retaliate against you and let's first strike that. And then we can clean it up from there. How about that? But you have got to start speaking out. Speaking up. You have got to do it. Otherwise, you are going to continue to live in the hell, in the bondage that you're in. You're going to continue to live in it. Coming up here at the bottom of this hour will be John Reshameza. And um, he is from Rwanda. He is an American now. And uh, married to a lovely young lady. And they have a child uh, here in America. I met him in Birmingham, Alabama uh, just this past, or a couple of weeks ago, just past month. And uh, I want to ask him, how is it possible that Americans, land of the free, home of the brave, uh, the place where everybody wants to be, I don't care where you're from, I don't care where you're from, you, you will find it better here in America, won't you? Huh? Yeah, you will. You'll find it better here in America. Whatever it is, you'll find Big Macs are better in America than me. I've eaten Big Macs in other places, and they're not as good because the the special sauce is made with something a little bit different than whatever we put in in it. I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't taste like a Big Mac. I don't know if the way the meat's raised. I don't know. It doesn't taste like Whopper the same way. Mayonnaise doesn't taste the same. Mustard. A little bit different. Everything is, in my opinion, of course, that may be totally biased, and I know it is. Everything tastes better here in America. Everything seems better here in America. TV's better. Television's better in America. I don't even care if it's uh, American television in another country on, uh, you know, coming, coming through their air. You may ask, how is that possible? I don't know, but it's always just better. Back in America, that's why people will leave freely their own place of origin to come here. We're going to talk to John Rushameza when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. Glad that all of you could come along with me here today as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here. Over Red State, Red State Talk, Fed Talk, Monster, Billboard right there in Times Square. Above Ripley's, believe it or not, C.L. Bryant show pops up there 24-7 a day. C.L., looking right back at you. I'll be back. Don't you go anywhere with John Rushmeza. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa. 
Play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. I thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the number one talk platform in America. That is Red State, Red State Talk. And if you're traveling through Times Square, you be sure to look up above Ripley's Believe it or not, there you will see on the Talk Monster billboard the C.L. Bryant Show popping up 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And C.L. looking right back at you there in Times Square. Thank you for making our show as popular as it has become throughout the Fruited Plains. As I was saying to you earlier, uh, friends, America is where my, my grandparents, great-great-grandparents, they came from Nigeria, and the other half of them came from Scotland. Scots, I'm Scots-Irish. Uh, the other half, and of course, half Nigerian in my family lineup. A little bit of Choctaw thrown in there. Now, this is, so America is my place of origin, because that, that's where they... That's where I was born. I was born here. I originated here. They originated there, but I originated here. And the reason I wanted to have on my next guest, uh, John Rushameza, is because he did originate in Rwanda, but now he's American and he has a child. His child originated. We're going to talk to him about that. His children will originate here, right? So they will be Americans, the same as I am. They will be Americans. Why is it then do we as Americans, especially those of you in black skin, why is it we resent our own place of origin? Help me welcome back or help me welcome to the show for the first time someone that I met in, met in Birmingham, Alabama with my good friend Larry Taunton was there at the uh, Fixed Point Foundational meeting with Sam Sorbo uh, along with uh, Tom Askell and Eric Metaxas, we had a grand old time with, whom, with John R- uh, Rush Meza, who I'm bringing up right now. John, welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. Hey, how's it going, C.L.? Really great and glad that you could be on. John, let's get right into our conversation. You were born in Rwanda, is that right? Talk to us about uh, your place of origin. Yes, I was born in Kigali, Rwanda, which is in Africa, towards the east, eastern side of Africa. And, um, yeah, so I came from Rwanda at nine years old. I was nine years old in 1994 when the war, the genocide between the two tribes over there uh, happened. And so that's that's pretty much, yeah, I originated from there. Now, when your parents came to America... 
did they have means? Did they how how did you all get along once you came to America? And was your goal to become American? Talk to us. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, uh, I grew up as a refugee. So in 1994, when the war started, we, my parents, had to take us out of there because, you know, the condition was not good, to, you know, so they had to remove us. Uh, we grew up in Zambia. And from Zambia, as refugees, we came to the United States. Uh, we came to the United States with nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, and, uh, well, speaking about myself, I've always wanted to come to America, watching movies, watching the, the rappers and, the, you know, everybody, just America. I feel like I've been American since I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, we came here with absolutely nothing. We were fortunate among, I'm sure, millions of people that would like to come here. We were, uh, by the grace of God, fortunate to be able to be selected to come here with absolutely nothing. Uh, and uh, my, my parents' vision was to bring us here so that we can have uh, better opportunities because, because there was nothing where we came from. Now, folks, I want you, I want you to, to get what I'm about to try and, and bring home to you right now. Now, John's skin and my skin in America, of course, we are considered black. Of course, of course, we considered black in America. But now, John, when you think of yourself, uh, before you became an American, you didn't think of yourself as black, did you? You thought of yourself as a Rwandan or maybe a Zambian. I don't know. Tell us about the difference in the way uh, the Africans who come to this country view themselves and the way black people who live in this country view themselves. Is there a difference? Talk to us about it. Yeah, there's a difference because, uh, like I said, I, I came from Rwanda, and so I am Rwandese. I, I, I'm not just simply African. I am uh, uh, Rwandese, or at least I was. I don't know if I have dual citizenship. But um, so I came here viewing myself as an, an African who is from Rwanda. Now, obviously, uh, you know, being that I'm a millennial, I've been influenced even before I came here to see, to, to know black people, to see myself somewhat in my, you know, and uh, according to my skin color. But uh, what I didn't have was the, the, uh, the idea that that's all I am is a black person. I, I knew myself as, a, as an African who is Rwandese. Wow. And folks, I want you to get that. Before he came here, he saw himself as an individual who had a nationality. That, that was my point in, in telling you that this is my origin here. You see, his origin was Rwanda. Now he's in America. He's becoming an American. His children will be American. His wife's American. He will be an American. But his origin does not have it, it, the color of his skin even when he was in Africa, and understand, uh, he is more than just an African. He is, he is from Rwanda. He, or that's where he's from. And so he's proud to be a man who is from where he's from, regardless of his color. That is what I'm trying to tell you. And now he comes to America. He and I happen to be the same color, okay? But, but, but for, some, for some reason... There are people here trying to get me to look at myself differently 
then John Rushmeza looks at himself. Why can't I look at myself as just being a man who is an American? That's my point. John, would we be better off if we could get to that point in America? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, even now that I'm, I'm an American, I'm a U.S. citizen as of uh, 2019, I, I view myself, I, I'm proud to be an American, first and foremost. I'm proud because it is a dream that many, like I said, many of the people where I came from uh, don't get to enjoy. It is a, a, a one of, I think it's the, the greatest opportunity outside of being saved and, and having Christ in my life. Uh, being an American will be the, the greatest opportunity there is in terms of life. Uh, so I am proud to call myself an American. Um, so I don't see myself as black first. At least I try not to. But, you know, like I said, because of the influences that, you know, Sometimes I have to, I guess, I find myself doing that. But I consider myself as an American because that has more meaning than being black. Wow. Wow. Folks, I don't know. I don't know if you felt it, heard it, but you ju- he just said something. John, whose origin started in Rwanda. He became an American citizen in 2019. He tells you, Americans, all of you, regardless of what color you are, red, yellow, black, and white, being an American for him, outside of being saved, his salvation, his belief in Jesus Christ, being an American is is, is one of the most important things, is the most important thing to him. And the opportunities is here. So, So how is it we're letting people tell us that this is some evil place? John, when you think of America, when you think of America, do you think of an evil place? Talk to us. Well, CL, like I said, uh, to me and where I came from, I came from the slums of Africa. I, I grew up in Lusaka, Zambia. It's in the slums. It's uh, uh, my understanding is that people live off of $2 a day or something like that. Uh, you know, America is a land flowing with milk and honey coming from where I came from, okay? Everybody would kill to come to America. In fact, people do all kinds of things just to get to America. An example that everyone should know, I'm sure, is how people are jumping off the border and throwing their kids across the border, going across deserts and things like that to get here. It's not because it's an evil country. It's because it is a land flowing with milk and honey. That's not evil. It's just the reality is... We're so blessed to be here. My whole family is blessed to be here. And we, we, we wouldn't have it any other way. John, you know, I, I can't even put tell you how great it is to have you come on with me today. Uh, of course, we'll be sending you a clip of, uh, of this show. But I want to, before uh, our session ends here, this segment ends here, uh, what is it that uh, perhaps you would say uh, to those of us who are missing the whole point of that land flowing with milk and honey? What would you say to that kid who is turning their back on the American flag, who is hating police authority? 
uh, who is saying that their country the, that they were born in, this country they were privileged enough to be born in. Unlike you, you had to find your way here. Your parents had to find their way here. But there are so many that were born here, John, who are saying they hate this country and they're turning their back on their flag. What would John Rushameza uh, from uh, Rwanda tell that person? Talk to us. I would say that uh, you definitely don't know what you have until you lose it. Uh, so uh, the, the, the fortunate thing about Americans, especially the, the younger ones today, is that you have people who are not from here, who are coming here, and who will tell you that what you have is nothing like anything around the world. People from around the world, even the enemies of the United States, they want to destroy this. There's a reason why they want to destroy America. So, and the reason is because this is the greatest thing that, that there is. There's no, there's nothing better. This is it. And, and, and take it from me. I came from the slums of Africa, and I'm telling you that this is it. I don't have to go to China to, to be able to tell that, you know, Chinese people want to come here, which means, can only mean one thing, that this is it. So I say we preserve it. I say we, we, you know, take it for what it is. It is a blessing. It's not perfect. Nothing is perfect. Uh, but, yeah, so that's what I'd like to say is that you don't want to lose it uh, uh, in order to find out what you really have. Wisdom says let's preserve this. This is our home. This is the greatest home to me. This country has been a blessing to my family. It's been a blessing to a whole lot of millions of people, which is why millions of people more would like to come here. Not because it's an evil country, but because it's the greatest country there ever was. And that's just a fact. Wow. John, uh, hey, nobody, nobody could have said that better than you just said it. And nobody could have said it with more meaning to other Americans as you are now, as you have just uh, meant it. And I want to encourage you to uh, continue to fight the good fight, John Rochemeza. I know that you will, my friend, because you are. I look forward to seeing, meeting up, bumping into you and your your wife and your family on the trail uh, somewhere again. And I hope that's real soon. We'll have you on the show often, John. I'll get my producer, Michelle, in touch with you. And thank you again for being on with me here today. God bless and keep you, man. Yes, sir. God bless you, too. Thank you, CL. I'm CL. That was John Rush Mesa and Rush Mesa. And he has been my special guest. And I tell you, folks, the reason why we want to bring people like John on who are now Americans and now enjoying uh, the fruits of this country is because there's so many of you out there who were born here and you find every excuse. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, excuse. You find every excuse to hate your country. I don't get it. But I tell you, somebody who does get America and somebody who understands what America is all about. John Rushmaza. Hey, listen, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app, the C.L. Bryant Show app, and listen to it us anywhere you go. And also, you can uh, download the free the Red State Talk 
app as well. And of course, follow us, the largest talk platform in America, Red State Talk. And you can listen to us on iHeart and all those others out there as well. And uh, there's a a phone number that uh, you all can just dial. You can just dial the phone number and uh, the um, show will come up and I'll give it to you in the next hour. But just download free the C.L. Bryan Show app or free the Red State Talk app or I'll give you a telephone. There's all kind of ways to listen to this show. And uh, I certainly want to uh, make certain that each and every one of you have your way of listening to it. John Rushamaza was my uh, guest in the last hour, in in this last hour. And uh, I got to tell you something, folks. You need to find yourself friends who have become Americans and uh, they came from some, of course, they've, they've come some, from somewhere else, and they've gone through the naturalization process and all that. You will not find better citizens. You will not find better citizens. The citizens that come here and, and, and are nat- national, naturalized, nat- naturalized, become a citizen of, the, of America, they are what citizens were intended to be. They, they, they have within them what the founders who became citizens of America themselves. Remember, there was no America until they founded it, until they declared their independence. The people who are still coming here at this at 2021, they are still becoming the type of citizens that Jefferson, Hamilton, Lincoln, Hancock, they, they, not Lincoln, uh, but uh, Franklin, Hancock, Lincoln wasn't alive yet. All of them became. Lincoln was born a citizen, by the way. <laughs> I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be back. There is a whole lot that we need to talk about, but particularly we need to talk about what we just talked about. We need to talk about Ellen, uh, Ella. French, the police officer that, uh, I mean, uh, where's the outrage? Huh? Where's the outrage? I want to know. How come you don't turn this into some George Floyd uh, type of event? Why? It's because she's white? She's a cop? Huh? Where, where's the outrage? I tell you what, you just stick around. You just hang tight. It's coming. That outrage is coming. We've had enough of this mess. And you, all of you, like, like that noisemaker over the weekend who's been getting all the, the press, that, that congressman, that black congressman, the woman congressman, yeah. Uh, what's her name, who's been getting all the press this weekend? Listen, your day of self-gratification, it, it, it will soon be over. I thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up so 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL across the fruited plains. Thank you for coming along with us as we have built and are building the bridge to conversation uh, throughout the nation of America every day, right here on the CL Bryant Show. Um, thank you for uh, being there. Every day with us, even when I'm not here, you're there. Still have an incredible audience out there on a daily basis. Now, you Democrats, you better hear this and hear it well. Because your days of self-gratification, like I'm going to call her name one time. So you, so you just put it in your records. Cori Bush, the black congressman who has been getting all the press this weekend. We'll call her, uh, what's her name from now on? But what's her name has uh, been getting all the press this weekend. And um, the, the, the day of self-gratification, of honoring themselves and singing their own praises is soon over. And it's because of the very things that they would have us become prey to. And that is the the criminal element in our society. Hey, listen, folks, let's just face it. It's true that there are people among us, red, yellow, black, white, they're Asians, they're brown ones. There's all kinds of ones, kinds of people, kinds of ones who, who in fact, are not are not good. There is evil in the world. News is that news to you? There is evil in the world. And what idiot, what nut, what fool would be talking about taking away the sword of justice? Diminishing the sword of justice. While there's evil in the world. That walks up and down the streets of America at night while you sleep. If you defund, if you take away, if you destroy the thin line, the thin blue line, you're not going to be sleeping peacefully in your beds at night. No, you're going to be posting watches of the night. You think people are brazen enough to go and bust into jewelry stores in broad daylight, knowing that they're not going to get caught? They know doggone well if they come in your house, they're not going to get caught unless you catch them. They're not going to be stopped unless you stop them. And this is my advice to all of you. I'm not telling you to go out and start shooting nobody or hurting nobody. I am telling you, if somebody invades your space, invades your privacy, invades your home, tries to jack your car, you better stop them. Yeah, you explain it to the judge. 
That's what I'm talking about. That is where we are right now. And you have idiots like this. What's her name? Yeah. Talking about uh, we need to continue uh, boycotting the police. Yeah, she's from St. Louis. People of St. Louis, you didn't do yourselves any favor. You need to vote her out. This woman is stupid. And anybody else who goes along with what she's talking about, you're stupid. Defund the police. You see what happens when you defund the police. But I got to tell you something. The killing of Ella French. That you mark my word. And if you follow me on Twitter at Rev, R-E-V-C-L Bryant, I many times have a prophetic word. Told you what was going to happen. With, with it was it was Andrew Cuomo who has now kicked the door open. Yeah, he's kicked the door open for us to kick the Democrats out. I said that back in March that he would be the one to do it. This before we knew anything about any of these women. Check out my Twitter feed. It was prophetic. Thank you, Lord, for it. Not by anything that my strength or my might, but by his spirit. The spirit of God that I'm able to even say anything that resembles that type of outcome. But it was prophetic. Andrew Cuomo would be the person to kick that door open. And he has. The house of cards will tumble down. You see, they were going to actually slip him in the back door to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were going to slip him in the back door to you. Uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Biden was going to slip out and Cuomo was going to slip in. That's all washed out now. Who do they have left? (laughs) Cackling Kamala. (laughs) Not waltzing Matilda, but cackling Kamala. (laughs) That's who they have left on the bench. And she does. You know what? She's been under such fire. They don't even want to put her in the game. They've been throwing beer cans at her. But she thought she wanted to be in the game. But she doesn't even want to. She thinks this is the worst job she's ever had at this point. She wants out. She does not. She has not, will not do anything down at the border, even though she is the official border czar. Or has she thrown off that mantle or did she ever put it on? I don't think she ever put it on. Do you? I don't think she ever put it on. But in any event, there are rumblings in print. There are rumblings in speech. And let me add my voice to it here on the largest talk platform in the nation. Let me add my voice to it. There are rumblings as to that she is going down or is is about to go down as the worst Vice President, our country has ever known. The worst one. The worst one. 
And she's only been in office for seven months. Well, yeah, hard to judge it. They, they, say, they say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. They say give it some time. They say give it some, give her some, t- give her some time to do what? Give her, give her some time to do what? There is nothing she can do but mess it up more. Give her time, give her some more time to do what? Everybody's saying it, it's not me. And didn't I tell you, I told you last, whenever I was on live, whenever I was on, on live last time, I think that was last Thursday. I told you this. Listen, I told you this. When we were talking about that Barack Obama birthday party, that they that he was going to scale it down and all that. No, everybody showed. I told you that, didn't I? I told you everybody's going to show. And they did. The way they played it off. They said that, uh, oh, everybody was so irate and everybody was saying that they had their shots and everything. But how, how do you judge that? Huh? How do you, how do you judge that? How do you, how do you know if everybody had their shots? No, they just told everybody. Everybody just said they had their shots. Now, if, if this turns into a super spreader event, will you even know? Of course you won't. You won't even know because you won't know. Who's going to keep an eye on that? Huh? Fox News wasn't there. And even if they were, they're not going to say anything because if you're from Fox News and you were at that party, chances are you're an Obama sympathizer anyway. So, you know, no, if this turns out to be some of those super spreader things that they were talking about, how will you know? Nobody's going to tell you. The hypocrites have a, a, a lock on the news. They, what, you know, it, what, what they want to do is that what they do. And what they want to tell you to do is what they want you to obey. And my question is, why are you why are you hearing either any of that? Why are you doing what they, they're telling you to do? And, and, and why are you obeying what they're telling you to do? Why are you obeying that? And, and why aren't you calling these folks out? Why are you still? Listen, why are you even still? I, of course, I turn over CNN every once in a while. I turn over to MSNBC every once in a while just to see if the lunacy is still just as crazy as it has been. And uh, nine, nine out of nine point nine nine and a half percent of the time, it is absolutely uh, crazy. It's this Looney Tunes, totally different from anything you're going to get uh, you, on Fox, even. And sometimes Fox goes off the rails. Especially when Shepard was there. Shepard was freaking lost his mind. Of course, Shepard was there to lose his mind. You don't see much of Juan Williams anymore. I don't know why, but I guess Juan may be on vacation. He'll be back. But Juan's job is to do that. Juan's not really that crazy. He's not. That's his job to be that crazy. Don't forget that. And he's pretty good at his job. But on the other hand, there are some people who are legitimately nuts who have been on Fox and they're somewhere else now. Yeah. So, how do we turn the ship around? How does it happen? 
It starts by hearing people like John Reshmeza. Reshmeza. It starts there. It starts by understanding what he said about what you have. He said you have something that people where he came from the slums of Africa, of Rwanda. That's where he came from. Americans, I'm going to reiterate this in the next hour. I'm going to tell you what he said about what people who come from where he came from in the slums of Rwanda, of West Africa. I'm going to share with you what John Rosh Shemeza has uh, said to us. And in his own way, he said this about us. White Americans, black Americans, Americans, whoever you are, brown, whatever color we are, we're going to call ourselves as Americans. There is a lesson to learn from the Rwandan American, the American who was a Rwandan. Huh? I'm going to refresh you on what he said people where he's from would do to get to where you are. I don't care what, what, what it is. I don't care if you have a bank full of money, a bank account full of money. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. I want you to, to hear what he said they would do to get to where you are. I'm CL. This is the CL Brian show coast to coast, border to border over red state talk radio, uh, the largest talk platform in America. Thank you so much for coming along with us. Uh, What's her name uh, has, I think along with Andrew Cuomo have been the, or will be the catalyst for bringing down the Democrat party, their madness, their stupidity, their loud mouths are going to be the greatest tools that we have as conservatives. I'll be back after the break. Don't go anywhere. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show.
second hour of the C.L. Bryant Show is on the air. Thank you so much for coming along with me. I am C.L. Bryant here live with you today on the C.L. Bryant Show throughout the Fruited Plains of America, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, folks. It certainly is. And I had a guest on with me um, in the first hour, John Rushameza. I, I don't want you to forget uh, that name. I don't want you to forget um, what he has said to us in these latter times here in America as an American, as a refugee who has come here. I mean, a true refugee. I'm not talking about anybody who's come across the border illegally down to the south. No, he came here nothing. His parents along with him, and they made something of themselves in this country. They're from Rwanda. Have you, you, know, you, you need to Google it. Rwanda. You need to Google it. Yeah. Yeah. R-W-A-N-D-A. Yeah. You, you need to check it out and, and, and see what he's talking about here in this second hour of the C.L. Bryant show. I want to drive a point home especially for those of you who have, who may have children. You may have children. Oh, you may have some crazy relative. We all got those, right? Come on now. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) We all have those. We all have them. We all have relatives. In fact, you may be that relative. I don't know. (laughs) But we all have them. They're in every family. Let me just say that. I know my cousins think I'm that relative. I mean, there's no, you know, but anyway. That's okay. Family, I was telling, saying uh, to my friend the other day, um, you know, families, the um, about the only people that you let get away with stuff that you would actually kill other people who who may do that to you. Yeah, if somebody, some um, somebody other than your family do some of the things that family has done to you. If somebody outside of the family had done to, done that to you, you would have killed them. <laughs> Maybe not, but but just the same. Family, you let get away with all kind of stuff, right? Sure, you do. But now check this out. We as an American family are beginning to feed on what we're being fed because that's basically with a constant news cycle. That's what we're, that's what our minds get fed and you, you are what you eat, right? You are what you ingest, right? It becomes a part of who you are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that is. You are what you, what you, what you ingest and America is ingesting on a daily basis basis because most people get their message from Marxist news uh, networks. Most Americans tune in to CBS, NBC, ABC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get, they, most Americans still get their news from liberal outlets. And they act, they judge and act accordingly. And so they are, their minds have become what they have been fed. 
and their children in particular are being fed on a daily basis in just about every way you can imagine through cartoons, through uh, the, the television, the network shows that uh, they watch, the, the sitcoms, whatever it is, MTV, what have you. Uh, they're idols, you know, they're, they're idols, that they, the people that they idolize, that young people idolize. They're being fed a constant, constant diet of America bad somewhere else, and that place is unnamed. Huh? That place is unnamed. Yeah. Where is the place that's better than America? Where, where is the place that's not evil on this planet, that doesn't have evil people in it on this planet? Where is that place that didn't have slavery in it at, at some time or another? Show me that Shangri-La place. Show me that place where there are no people who have not all, all of them have sinned, fall short of God's glory. Show me that place. I want to see it. <laughs> John Reshameza, Reshameza was on the show a little bit earlier today in, in, in the first hour. And um, this is what he said. This is what he wanted you to know. And he said it in these very terms. He said it just like this, not adding or taking away from what he said. He said he grew up in the slums of Rwanda. He named his city. This, this show will be up on the uh, C.L. Bryant show um, archi- in, the, in the archives. You can get it not long after the show is off the air. But he told us the name, he named a city that he grew up in. The city, the slum that he grew up in. And he said these words. He says, there are people there who will do anything And he said they would kill, literally, they would kill to be here in America and have killed. All kinds of things go on to get here to a place that you want to throw away. Huh. That sure is different, isn't it, from what you're told on that flaky, those flaky, those flaky news outlets. You're not, there's nobody evidently that they want your little stupid self to believe that would possibly come here to America Because America is an evil place, while at the very same time, we're seeing people walk across deserts to get here. Illegally. Because the idiot in the office without corners, the Oval Office, room without corners, the Oval Office. Because that idiot that's in there, he had picnic day. Uh, declared down at the border. And guess what? People came to have a a picnic. 
They just came across the border here in America. They, they walk. Listen, sometimes you drive miles to get to a picnic. I mean, years ago, we, we would go over to Austin, Texas, to Willie Nelson's, uh, you know, country jam, Willie and Wayland's country jam. Oh, man, it's been years ago. We'd have a, we have a blast, though, over there. And uh, Jane and I both love country music. And uh, the first time I met Willie Nelson was many years ago. And um, you drive that far to get to that picnic. And I mean, it was a throw down. It was a throw down. <laughs> a, th- a hoe down and a throw down. Yeah, it was a throw down. Had a great time at uh, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings. <sighs> yeah, picnic. It was great. But people have come a long way to try and enjoy the American picnic illegally. I have no problem with anybody trying to get a piece of what I got here in America legally. I ain't got any problem with that. Not not a problem at all. No problem at all with somebody trying to enjoy what I have here in America legally, trying to get for your child what I got for my child here in America. Uh, nobody, nobody should be mad at you. for. How are you going to do that? Huh? How, how, how are you going to do that? You're illegal. And so you're getting into, you're gaming the system and you're being allowed to do that by this idiot who's in the White House or in, in, the, in the Oval Office. You're being allowed to do it. And Americans, you are being played for fools. But John Rushmeza tells you that there are people who would kill to be where you are while these idiots, like what's her name from Missouri, the St. Louis representative from Missouri, I won't call her name. What's her name? We'll call her. She's doubling down on the idea of defunding the police. Huh. Resist new COVID mandates. And I'm going to tell you something. This is why I just like Rand Paul to pieces. We got a lot to talk about right here. Because it does boil down to what side you're on in this thing. Because it, this, this, has, this has taken on uh, a battlefield type of uh, uh, posture with this COVID-19 shot, shot, to, shot or not be shot. And they're wanting to shoot some of us who have not been shot. I have not. I, I mean, I'm, I, I've had COVID. I, I have it. I, I've had it. I, I mean, I have the antibodies. My friend, she's going to find out if she has it. But I, I've had the antibodies. I'm not taking the shot. Because first of all, my human immune system is better designed to fight it than the shot is. My human immune system is 98% effective because 98% of us who came down with COVID, we survived it. 
98%. So that means that 98% of us, our human immune system is stronger than the virus is only 93, 94% effective. I, oh my goodness. Got into a, a sort of a boxing match with a doctor that I know about this. Um, somehow thinks that. And you know what? Listen, as much as I love doctors, right, doctors are the superstars among us. You know, but a lot of that can go to their heads. And Dr. Fauci is one of those case in point. And, you know, him and Rand Paul have gone round and round. But here's something that they're going to go round and round about. And here's something that Rand said um, just a couple of days ago. Senator Rand Paul on Sunday Blast, uh, Democrats and Joe Biden over COVID-19 mandates urging Americans to resist. The uh, Kentucky Republican also promised to introduce amendments to any bill that would cut the funding of federal agencies whose employees do not return to work in person. They can't arrest all of us, he said, uh, in the 9.5-minute video posted Twitter. They can't all... They can't keep all of your kids from school. Uh, They can't uh, keep every government building closed. Although uh, I've got a long list of ones they might keep closed or might ought to keep closed. Uh, Of course, uh, he said, he also said that Nancy Pelosi, you will not arrest or stop me or anyone on my staff from doing our jobs. Uh, Paul continued. We have either had COVID, had the vaccine, or had offered or had been offered the vaccine. We will make our own health choices. We will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screenings and testings so you can continue your drunk with power reign over the Capitol. I think Rand made his point someone clear. And this is why you should stand up and push back, push back and stand up and say exactly with us who have been saying this from the beginning, we will not show you a vaccine passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screenings and testings so you can continue your your drunk with power reign over Capitol Hill. Preach it, Rand Paul. Preach it, Rand Paul. We will not. Oh, hey. Ben Franklin said it best best together. You know what? This is the time where we had better all hang together or we shall surely hang separately. Ben Franklin said that back in the Revolutionary War. Uh, yeah. Back, ben Franklin said that back back uh, Revolutionary War times. We had better all hang together Oh, we will surely hang separately. And what Rand Paul has just said is the rallying cry for us to hang together. I will say it again. I love reading it. 
Rand Paul said, we will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screenings and testings so you can continue your drunk with power reign over the Capitol. My friends, let me say this. Rand said it uh, well in his way. Let me say it in his way. We are Americans and we shall not be shoved around, jerked around by the collar. We will not bow down to any earthly kings. We only bend the knee to our creator, almighty God. That can be the rallying cry. We will not. We will not do any of that stuff. Take me. I'm ready to go. Take me to jail. This word's got take me to jail. This word's got to be. I'll go there and rabble rouse the inmates. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hush. Hey, folks, these are serious times that we live in and uh you had better take them seriously. Oh, yeah. Now, um, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearm nominee, another one that needs to be withdrawn. We're going to talk about that because they're not only coming out. Listen, there is no country on this earth that does not have uh, guns in, in their hands that the government is not tyrannical over them. Are you hearing me? Not one country on this earth where the people are not allowed to own guns, where the government or the terrorist have not just overrun them. They are not tyrannical on them. And America right now, right now, your right to own a firearm, any kind, is being tested if, in fact, uh, whoever the running this country could get into uh, the position of alcohol, uh, tobacco, and firearms, ATF. McConnell's doing the right thing by asking for that nominee to be withdrawn. But you, 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 are, you are being attacked in ways that you are just whistling through by the graveyard in the dark on. You are, you are under attack. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show. Tell you about your gun rights when we return. <laughs> Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. 
concern to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you. Fantastic, great day in the USA. Thank you for coming along with us as we uh, continue to build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. Hey, uh, Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona, I am coming out there to you. I'm coming to you, Phoenix. I'll be there um, on Friday, Saturday, and I think uh, I think Sunday. I'm not really sure. So um, I will be there, Phoenix. So uh, get ready, get ready. Looking for a big uh, to do out there in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll have my books with me, and uh, we'll be there, of course, uh, trying to preserve the republic, mobile, build, educate, mobilize the largest grassroots organization on uh, on the in, uh, in America. That'd be FreedomWorks, and uh, go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and become a part of the largest grassroots organization. In the nation. Yeah, FreedomWorks, FreedomWorks.org. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, when I think about how um, we have, how far we have come and what we have been about here in these uh, past times, when we, when we think about that, um, we think about that we would not have the security, the safety that we have if it were not for the, the pistol, for the gun, the long rifle, um, the, the AR-15, whatever. Whatever you're defending yourself with. Shotgun. Shotgun's probably the most um, owned gun in America. You know, scatter gun, you know. I grew up around them. They were loaded in the house. Uh, my grandfather, when I'd ever we'd visit down there, whenever we go down there, usually every other weekend we'd go down there naturally, and then I'd spend the summer in the in um, Grand Cane, Louisiana, down on the farm. I spend the summer down there with them. And Grandpa worked me like a Hebrew slave. Oh yeah, I had to make a brick with very little straw. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Made a man out of me, though. Made a, made a rugged fella out of me. Pretty tough. But anyway, <clears throat> he had loaded guns. He had loaded guns all the time. And I was a kid. I was a, little, I was a little kid. I remember looking at them. I never touched them because I was taught not to touch them. Never touch them. Never. Unless we were going out to shoot. Now, therein lies what has made America America. From the earliest times, you taught your young'uns how to take care and handle the land and the things that were on the land, and the gun kept things thinned out. You know, varmints, they just kept, you know, animals thinned out, you know, kept them away from you, and bad people, too. 
course, people didn't mess with folks in the country. Why? Because they knew folks in the country had what? Guns. Yeah, folks in the country have guns. And so you didn't hear about no home invasions. I mean, you'd be a, you'd be a fool to try to invade, invade my house. You'd be a fool. You don't need to know where guns are, but believe me, they're there. Just go, you don't see one. They don't need anything there. Let me tell you something. This, my friends, is the one right that they want to take away. Why? So they can invade your home. They're already invading your, your children's lives at school. They already believe they own your children. They want to co-parent with you. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? You better listen to me. They're wanting to co-parent your child. There's no co-wives, are there? Unless you're one of the, you know, you're from one of the Muslim countries and you're you're allowed to have several wives. There's no co-wives, but then there's the there's the wife. There's there's really no co. There's no co-pastors. You may say that, but there's got to be one pastor of a church. There's the confusion. Yeah, you may run it like a corporation. You can do that. But there's only one. There's a senior pastor. He's the pastor. Yeah, well, maybe name only. I don't know. But there's no co-husbands. At least not in my house. <laughs> there be no co-husbands. So there's no co-parents. Are you hearing me? There are no co-parents. And teachers and the government entity that you send your child to on a daily basis, what they're telling you is that they want to co-parent with your children. They're teaching your children that guns are bad. To get back to my point, they're brainwashing them into believing that America's bad, guns bad, America's violent, America's evil, and people who own guns and people who advocate shooting and all of that type thing, they're evil as well. They're brainwashing your kids over against their own birthright, against their own heritage. They're trying to word police your children by redefining terms and then telling them what they can and cannot say while you stand by and watch it. You're watching it. You're watching it happen. You're not saying nothing. I've never known you to be sheepish. I'm talking to you Caucasians out there in particular. I've never known you to be sheepish. And, hey, I've been in and out of your world for the last uh, all of my life because I have relatives who in my own family, my own blood, who are, you know, they're white. Louisiana's a little bit different than it was anywhere else. Yeah, usually, you know, you're part of the family. It's a little bit different than anywhere else. And then, you know, by the way, I was a bi. I was in a racial marriage for a long time. Oh, I've I've been back and forth across the color lines. Yeah, lived them, lived lived over there. Long time, long time. Got to tell you though, their wants and needs the same as mine. Children the same, all of that's the same. If I grew up in Jane's house, I grew up in mine. It's the same parents, same, same, same stuff. Which tells me people are people. 
who want to protect what they have and the way we have been able to keep what we have the way the reason the native american doesn't have this land now is because they didn't have guns when we first got here. Oh, they got them when they began to come. They began to get them when we got out west. But hey, taking most of America by then. Oh, they they could they had the numbers to repel us if they had had guns. But no, we had the guns, and we and that gun was like a dog that barked over here and it bit over there. We had guns. That what that's what has uh, subdued. This great land. Yes, the native people that were here and when we came. And it has subdued the wild game that was here that we wiped out. Well, the bison are back. The buffalo are coming back. But the wolves and and all that, you know, all kind of creatures that were here. And that put food on the table. Yeah, we had to feed these folks that was coming here. And it has been bountiful, America has been, but it's been the gun that fed the family that brought us to this point. Yeah. It's been the gun that has protected our families. That's been the gun. Now, this is what's going on. Uh, Senator uh, Minority, uh, Senate Minority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell who I'm not really pleased with most of the time, but Mitch does did do some good things here this time. Um, said during the weekend that President Joe Biden, well, I should say, I'm not going to repeat, quote him exactly, but he said that Joe Biden should withdraw David Chapman's nomination to head the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. In calling for the nomination to be pulled, McConnell cited that ATF sources who alleged Chat Chipman, Chipman made racially discriminatory comments <laughs> while working at the agency. The leader also said that Chipman failed to disclose a 2012 appearance on a government-run Chinese television network while working as a special agent at ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Uh, This wasn't just any TV appearance. Mr. Chitman had granted an interview into the propaganda network overseen by the Chinese government. McConnell pointed this out. Good for Mitch that he did that. I'm glad Mitch did that. Uh, But the Senate has spent quite enough time flirting with this profoundly misguided nomination. Now, that's saying a lot. Mitch McConnell said a lot there. Because if this is true, and obviously it's been checked out, Mitch has checked it out, Mitch is usually frugal that way. He's very understanding of of covering all the bases. If this is true, Mitch is right. And I'm, 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 I'm happy that Mitch stood up. Now, the... ATF, uh, now, the American people, Mitch McConnell goes on to say, deserves a trustworthy steward leading the FTA, ATF, with a record of respecting the rights and respecting his or her colleagues. It is a long time 
Biden administration revisits the um, this decision and sends us somebody who fits this description. Uh, it sounds as though McConnell is is um, heralding that if this nomination comes up to the Hill, it's DOA. Now, it is also, we've been uh, eyes wide open into the challenge from the beginning. Uh, Pisaki was saying that, you know, she, she knew that this was going to be a challenge. They're going to try to push this guy through. But we are disappointed by the fact that Many Republicans are moving as lo- in lockstep to try to hold up his nomination and handcuff the chief federal law enforcement agency tasked with fighting gun crimes. Oh, they are so twisted. And they are so, so hypocritical. Oh, they want to they make it look like now that it's Republicans who want to stymie and stop the agency from doing its job while these clowns are calling for the defunding of police and the abolishment of ICE. Oh, they make me so sick. (laughs) Yeah, they do. They make me so sick. Now, let me tell you this. You keep your guns... At all cost. You say no to passports. You got to say no. You got to say no to to testing that they want to do on you. You must say no. You must say no. You have to say no to taking some kind of shot that you don't need. Especially if you've had COVID. That's talking to you who've had COVID like me. You have the antibodies in you like me. Then you have natural immunity like me. Um, I, I am not taking the shot. And I stand with Rand Paul when he is saying to us, resist. Resist. Yeah. And they, they, they're not going to keep all your kids out of school. Oh, no, they, no, no, they, no. You know why? Because we stop, we, we just stop sending money. Just stop sending the money. This is what it's going to come down to. These, you see, socialism only survives because it's a pariah. It's a It's a blood-sucking parasite on the back of the free market, on the back of capitalism. Socialism has no money unless you do. You have to have money to give it. Now, Now, you don't have to give me as a businessman any of your money. But socialism, you must give them money. They demand that you give them money. I don't demand you do anything. Only thing you need to ask me for if I have a product is that the product is good and trustworthy. This show is good and trustworthy. You can invest in it. My book, you read it. It's something you can share with your your young people, your children. Let your teenagers read it. 
written for them. So you, they, you get a value and you pay for that. Socialism, you get no value. Some of you think that having every, all the thing, everything is free is a good thing. No, let me tell you what everything free looks like. Go to the worst apartment complex in the inner city that you can find. I mean, the worst one. The worst one. That's what free stuff looks like. Go to a Navajo reservation. That's what free stuff looks like. Yeah. So, 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 so don't, don't tell me that, that, that socialism is, is the way uh, to go because it does not even exist unless you, unless you take money from, from people who, who have, who are making money. You, t- you take money from, they take money from you. That's the only way. And once you run out of money, once I run out of money, once somebody else runs out of money, there is what happens. It collapses. The people in Cuba are driving cars that some of the newest ones, if they have a new one down there, it's 1969. Yeah. Oh, you you try that on and say how you like it. John Rushameza told you in the first hour of the show that there are people who would kill you to take your place. And let me tell you something, warning, this is fair warning to you. Since we don't know who these people are that's coming across our borders, then you don't know who wants to take you out in order to have your life? We don't know these people. The, Russia, Russia Mesa pointed out this. There are people who want to take this country down, and there's a reason why they want to take America down. They want the stuff, but they don't want Americanism. They don't want you. And here you are with your stupid selves in so many cases. You are allowing our own children to spit in the face of their birthright. When there's already people coming in here who want to take it down. They, you know what? It may be very well true. Khrushchev said it. I will take your country without firing a shot. Take the kids. I'm CL. We'll be back with a home stretch of the CL Bryant show today. Don't you go anywhere. Continue to build the bridge to conversation. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth leaving. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. For. So you 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. I want to applaud uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn. I was with Marsha in Nashville a couple of months ago, and um, I really admire her. I really do. And, and, and she is telling all of us, and you, you, you might as well pay attention to this, There's, all this money that's about to be that I, I have a feeling they're going to push, and along with David Cassidy from Louisiana, and David, I, I'm going to tell you, Senator from Louisiana, even though I live in Florida now, <clears throat> and I'm talking about two senators who are not from my uh, current home, uh, current uh, place of residence. My home state is always Louisiana. But my current place of residence, uh, I'm going to talk about Bill Cassidy. Who, Bill, I got to tell you, and I know you do listen to the show time time. I hope you're listening today. I hope you're listening. I'm going to text you. I may just text you this, this clip after the show, Bill. We're disappointed. We're disappointed. Ain't nothing we can do better right now. Well, then again, it might be. But, but uh, uh, Bill, we're disappointed. Don't understand it at all. Bill Cassidy talking to you. Just did not expect this. Not at all. And, and part <clears throat> also, um, your colleague, Senator Marsha Blackburn has, Blackburn has the, the right idea was with Marsha uh, in Nashville a couple, of, um, a couple of months ago now. And she's talking in regard to the Senate uh, $1.2 trillion now bipartisan infrastructure bill with the help of Bill Cassidy, and, uh, which will come up in full vote this week. It is, as Marsha points out, and Bill, you should, Bill Cassidy, you should see this as clear as anything. You should see this. But Marsha Blackburn is the one who's pointing it out, not Bill Cassidy. You should see that it's a gateway to socialism in this country uh, that Democrats are using to pave the way for Senator Bernie Sanders and people like Bernie to have their way. And I would have never thought, I would have never even guessed that uh, my senator, Someone who I will tell you, I helped. I helped on several uh, for, for to get it to get elected. Bill Cass is a friend of mine, but Bill, this is not friendly. What you're doing toward our nation, I don't. I don't understand it. I really do not. This 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 uh, bill as she pointed out, is in fact a gateway to socialism. It does pave the way. And Senator Bernie Sanders, $3.5 million 
uh, trillion. No, that 3.5 million used to be a lot of money. 3.5 billion. Ooh, that was a whole lot of money. A hundred billion. That used to be my goodness. That was astronomical. Folks, we are dealing in numbers we can't even count. That's how when when Obama came, I think when he came into office, the the, the deficit was something like six trillion. <laughs> We're knocking on the door of thirty. Oh, not long from now. Cannot support it. She won't support it. And she says, in in her opinion, it's not an it's not enough about infrastructure. It has nothing about it. It has very little to do with infrastructure. It has all this stuff uh, to 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 uh, to go along with it that will just soak us. She's right. It's not enough about inf- infrastructure. Uh, wake up, America! It, it, it's about the first bill. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. It's down payment on the Green New Deal. Wake up, America. Marsha also pointed out, Marsha Blackburn, Senator of Tennessee, also pointed out that it's unbelievable that 9% of this bill goes to actual 9%. Listen, not even 10 out of 100%. 9% of this bill goes to actual infrastructure. Yet, this is being billed as an infrastructure bill, which means that's a, that's a lie. As you have been lied to for a long time now, and, 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 and all we try to do right here over Red State Airwaves, all of our hosts, all we try to do Let's give you some truth because we're sick to death of watching scenes from these neurotic, psychotic, pig-headed politicians. All we want, all we want, yes, they're neurotic, psychotic, and pig-headed. It is being seen clearly in their actions. The fruit that it is bearing is being seen clearly politicians, these politicians. And it takes people like Rand Paul. It takes people like uh, Marsha Blackburn who buck the tide, who are statesmen. No, they're not politicians. These are statesmen. No, Bill Cassidy. Yeah, Bill, you have become a politician. Doctor, who I do respect. And Bill, Bill, you know I do. But you're wrong. You're wrong. And we're disappointed. You might as well know it. And see, that's the difference right there. That's the difference in being a free man in America, regardless of what color you are, and being a liberal black man in America. Full disclosure, oh, yeah, I'm black. Yeah, at least most of me are. Most, most, most he is. But in the DNA, of course, Scott's Irish, a little bit of Choctaw thrown in. Uh Uh-huh. The difference in me and saying an Al Sharpton is that I, I will call my Republican uh, senator to the carpet and tell him that he disappointed. He disappointed all of us. He disappointed. It's a disappointment what you did. 
And, and if the GOP supports you, stands with that, then I'm against the, G, the GOP. I'm telling you right now, I'm against what you're, what you're standing for. I'll tell you, Al Sharpton would never say that to the Democrat Party. He'd never say that to Nancy Pelosi or anybody like that who, who did something. He'd never do it because he's not free. He is the house guy. He's their guy. Not me. I'm, I'm a free man. I'm free to say what I want to say. And we protect what I want to say with the Second Amendment. The First Amendment is protected by the Second. And any country who has lost its Second Amendment right also, pardon me, loses its First Amendment right. You lose your right to speak because then they're able to actually enforce what you say. But you, you, you can't say anything because you can't, you can't push back against them if they come for you simply because of what you said. You, hey, listen, you very well better defend yourself against someone coming after you who is trying to take away your right to say anything. Yeah, you better enforce your Second Amendment right. You have the right to speak, Americans. To be heard, in fact, that's exactly why we started having to uh, repel the British, because they were trying to uh, give us, uh, take our money without having us say anything about it. We didn't have, it was taxation without representation. Rep- representation means you had a voice, you had a vote, you had a say over what happens with your money. And right now, what we're trying to push back against is people who are wanting to spend this kind of money without you having a say in it. Just because they have the numbers and they can. The worst thing in the world is a democracy. The republic is what we have, representative republic. That's what we have. But every time you hear the Dems refer to this country now, listen to what Joe Biden said. They, they talk about a democracy. No, we have a, a representative republic that we're trying to defend, that we're trying to preserve. Where, where before uh, they started wanting to do what they're doing as far as the partisanship is concerned. We were able to do back and do some back and forth stuff there, you know? Not anymore. That's all gone. And they're trying to shove this down. They're trying to pave the road to socialism, as Martha uh, Marsha Blackburn has pointed out to us. It's too expensive. It's a, it's a down payment. It's a down payment, down payment on the Green New Deal. Only 9% of this so-called infrastructure bill goes to infrastructure. Uh, Senator Sunday pushed the bipartisan infrastructure package closer to passage, and after that happens, they will immediately turn to the budget outline for the more partisan $3.5 trillion package of child care elder care, and that uh, many House Democrats say must pass before they will vote for the infrastructure bill. I know some of the colleagues, some of her colleagues, she's talking about her colleagues. She knows that some of her colleagues have actually worked very hard to try to create a bipartisan product, and she's talking about people like Bill Cassidy, knowing that this thing should be shot down. We can't afford it, first of all. We all wanted to get something on infrastructure that could that we could support, 
But when you look at the $110 million being used for roads and bridges and runways, rivers, railways, and $65 billion that is used for broadband, that is not something that I can support, she said. By the time they disperse $110 million to states for infrastructure, you won't get any infrastructure done in your state. $110 million is not a lot of money at all. No. And then they're talking about giving $65 billion to broadband services, which, of course, would strengthen the ability to spy and check on you while they try to take away your guns, take away your speech, and keep your roads as nasty and bumpy and the infrastructure just as uh, collapsing as it is right now. Yeah. You're being swindled, hoodwinked. You're being bamboozled. Americans, you all of you are. And your children, well, your children are being robbed straight out of their birthright. They will be debtors the rest of their lives. They will, even if you leave them something, they'll owe it to the socialist government that's about to be in place if you don't push back and stand up. They will be slaves to it. This kind of spending would guarantee it. It would guarantee it. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you prepared to do? What are you prepared to do? Purpose it in your hearts, purpose it in your mind, what you're prepared to do about it. And you better stand shoulder to shoulder with those of us who want to push back against this. That's what you, that's what you need to do is push back. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. I want to thank him. Thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desire for all of you is that God would bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.